This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Hello, good evening. Welcome to the Late Late Show on Teachers Talk Radio. My name is Jeff Pedley. I am extremely pleased to be with you tonight, where we're going to be looking at fitness and teaching, and joined by a very special guest, uh, Martin Malone, who is going to guide us through specific advice to help teachers keep in fit. Not so easy, it may seem. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for choosing me over the Commonwealth Games uh, opening ceremony as well. I know there's a lot of buzz going on in Birmingham at this moment in time. As I say, I'm extremely uh, pleased to be with you tonight and looking forward to discussing a lot of practical information specifically about fitness and teaching. Now, before I introduce my guest today, uh, I'd like to, I know there's a a big buzz around at the minute to do with uh, the ladies football and the lionesses. And sometimes as a teacher, we're really lucky to have ex-students who go on and and, and do really big things. Uh, I actually was Georgia Stanway's GCSE English teacher and I it makes you incredibly proud when you see them how they're doing at this moment in time. Uh, and just a little personal note from me, I really hope uh, that the girls do so well on Sunday. I hope they're all watching it and supporting the girls as, as, as they get to a final with Germany. She's actually transferred to Bayern Munich over the summer. So it's a very interesting, uh, very interesting introduction to her teammates, her future teammates, uh, meeting them in a final, English, England versus Germany. But anyway, good luck, Georgia, uh, and the nation is with you. Now, in the same vein, we're going to be talking about uh, sport and fitness today, uh, and I'm incredibly uh, pleased to be joined by Martin Malone. And before uh, I let him introduce himself and we move on to uh, some practical advice and some interesting uh, exploration of uh, of teaching and, and keeping fit as a teacher, I would I uh, I, I would I'd like just to just to focus for a minute on a little bit of my own story, just in regards to fitness and teaching. Now, it has always been a struggle of mine, and I don't know if uh, I, I don't know if, uh, if if this is something that 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 we the other the others of us feel as well that it does feel an incredibly difficult profession to stay to stay fit with incredibly difficult pre- uh, profession to maintain routines keep on top of your diet and indeed uh, and, and, and indeed focus on yourself both mentally and physically my my journey as a teacher with fitness has been has been up and down has been up and down completely i have had some moments of big successes where i've really managed to keep on top of my routines i've worked in schools with gyms and uh with football teams and 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 i've really managed to really managed to have some time months on end but it's always been that it has never been a routine of mine and 
the reason why I'm really pleased to have our guest today is because he specifically works with teachers and people within education to look at these routines and look at how we uh, and how we, we we focus on our on our fitness. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Martin Malone, who's also known as the teachers' coach. Martin, can you hear me? Hello, Martin. Okay, unfortunately, I can't hear you at this moment in time. Just, uh, I don't know if your microphone needs to be off mute. I've switched you off here. Okay, I'm just going to... Ref okay. How about now? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Sorry about that. One of the things of live, of live radio. How are you doing tonight, Martin? No worries at all. This is the first time I'm using this app, so it was probably on my end, not yours. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. And um, it's fantastic that obviously one about the ladies getting into the final, isn't it? But two, like you having an ex pupil in it, I can imagine you've got such a, like pride in that. Yeah. She was such a good student. I mean, you yeah. can imagine playing for the England team. She went abroad to Finland. She was out for weeks on end and still did so so well in her GCSEs as well. She was absolute credit to herself and her country. Uh, where are you calling from tonight? Whereabouts are you based? So me, I'm based in Liverpool. Lived here all my life, apart from, I'd say, a three-month spell where I went to America. Like, quite a lot of teachers do, don't need to go and do a summer camp. <laughs> Most important university. question. To start, are you red or blue? Oh, I'm a blue me. Oh. I'm through and through. Everyone from Liverpool is. Yeah, just a glory supporter, eh? Just a glory supporter. <laughs> no glory in my team. Not like <laughs> and to start with, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself? What's your, your background? Because I know that you've been in, a teacher for quite a long time before you moved into a fitness specialism. Yeah, so I, I spent about a decade, I'd say, inside the classroom itself, primary school majority of that was actually spent in year five I'd say at least seven years of it just in the same school in the same classroom and yeah kind of my journey to what I'm on now actually sounds silly but it kind of happened by accident kind of I quickly learned after probably about two years in that if I carried on the habits that I was picking up in those first two years in the classroom like I was going to be the size of a house. Like I was stress eating, I was take ordering takeaways all the time. I wasn't looking after yeah. myself and my clothes were just getting bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger. And I just thought, this is two years in, what's, what's 20 years going to be? So I, yeah. I really made kind of a priority to start looking after myself a little bit better, planning my food out. I, I got my own coach and learnt off them kind of the structures and habits and, that was probably one of the best years of my life because of just how much I transformed. Then I probably went, got even more confidence than I'd ever had before from it. And that gave me, I'd say, a real passion to learn for myself. So I did personal training qualifications to build just my own knowledge up. And obviously, when you do stuff like that, you need guinea pigs. So a couple of my mates, a couple of the people in the school, stuff like that, all kind of joined in as well. And they got amazing results. So then naturally their friends were asking, how did you do this? They asked me for help. They got really good results. Their friends asked and it spread and it spread. And then there was one point where I was just like, oh, I think I could do this full time. 
Like, like, and it's about, yeah, it, it, it's like everything in life, like everything which seems to be those those things which happen seem to be those almost random acts, don't they? Where it almost naturally progresses rather than you trying to force something. Yeah, and the reason why I'm enjoying speaking to you tonight is because you really focus on people working in education and, uh, and and teachers in particular. Did that come around on purpose, as I say, and, and, and uh, or, or or was it was it something that you just fell into, just focusing on this specific group? I'd I'd say it was a bit of both, really. It was definitely when I very very first started it. I was it wasn't just teachers, but. A lot of the people that I was helping were teachers because they were my friends. They were friends of friends. They were people I knew from here and then their friends. And teaching is a very close-knit network, isn't it, where everyone kind of knows each other. So even though at the yeah. start I wasn't focusing just on teachers, I was I had probably 50% of the people I was working with were teachers as well. And, and as I was going into it more, like – the problems that I was solving, the the different aspects of lifestyle, which I knew so much about. And I realized that it was so different to everyone else. Cause I think definitely before I started doing that, when I was just teaching in the classroom, before I'd even really started the business, I didn't realize how different our lives were to everyone else. I didn't realize that people didn't normally work all day and then go home and carry on working like we did. I thought everyone did it. But no, mm. they, they finish at five and they're done. And and that to me was kind of a bit of an eye-opener where I was like, oh, you know, that's probably why I'm able to help these people where others haven't because I understand it a bit more. And I kind of lent into that. And then as I was leaning into it, people were getting better results. I was helping people more. And I found I was getting more satisfaction from working with teachers than the general public yeah. just for that simple thing of being able to help more being able to talk about the classroom with them being able to talk about life and have that connection and to me that's what gets you a really good transformation that's what really makes those changes yeah. it's having those connections with people it's quite a, a specific job in the in the sense of it being seasonal as well i find that you, you talk about these these extremely long days that we have sometimes yeah. and then we go from that to absolutely nothing you know yeah. your body's your body's just been on like a, a work treadmill for you know five six weeks with really intense days and then it's just nothing for five weeks uh, or, or six weeks uh is it are there any other specific uh specific general things that you've noticed with teachers when you when you're working with them compared to other professions yeah 100 percent. like i think i think you have to be a certain person to want to be a teacher like the, there's that passion inside you to help others to really put others before yourself because that's what we do with everyone in the class don't we whenever you've got a class yeah. you are putting them before yourself like so many times you're putting their needs before yourself you always end up the bottom of the pile you always want to help and make sure everyone else is doing well and even though that's such a commendable thing and it's definitely something i do as well and i have to rein in myself yeah. it's that idea of you know you always end up saying yes you always help others and leave yourself to last it doesn't matter if your diet's not ticked off it doesn't matter if you're not getting enough sleep. It doesn't matter if you're not doing things. It doesn't matter if your life's miserable because no one else knows. You want to make sure that yeah. everyone else is all right and you want to turn up for them. 
And that's kind of a lot of the habits that we break. That's a lot of the habits that we work on together to kind of get you to a place where you can say no to someone, where you can have a good work-life balance and you can trim that fat. Because I think a lot of it comes down to so much work being put on and so many teachers doing it for the, the cause, doing it for the kids, when ultimately the most important thing is that you turn up to that classroom with energy, that you turn up with confidence, that you're able to teach at your very best for those kids. And I think that's the part in teaching which sometimes gets lost because of the paperwork, yeah. because of the other jobs, because of everything else that's going on. Like it's, it's what, well, you're lucky if it's a 12 hour day and yet you only spend four teaching. Like there is yeah. something seriously wrong with that. I find it, I find it very interesting that point about us, uh, as teachers not really prioritizing our food and taking it more generally. Uh, one of the first things we normally lead, we, we learn on our teacher training is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And, you know, I, re I remember doing that in my first year. I, I did the old B.Ed. where it was a three year degree of education. I remember doing that in like the first module of the first year. And we say that, you know, unless you've got your food, your sleep, you, you want, you know, you and then moving up to your security and safety needs, blah, blah, blah. Unless these are achieved, then you're never going to get to your higher level of, uh, of actualization. And it's really interesting that we that we focus, as, as you say, that with our students, we put so much time and effort to make sure that the conditions are perfect or as, as, as optimal as they can be in the classroom. And we don't prioritise ourselves. Uh, I remember at an academy, Martin, that I worked at, we had 15 minutes, uh, sorry, 20 minutes for our lunch. And as, a, as part of the middle management, I had to, uh, you had to eat your lunch while you were doing a duty, while you were stood up, while you were moving around, <laughs> while you were while you were doing it. And basically, I never ate my lunch because... Because you were walking right, around. Just the practicalities <laughs> are behind it. And I was going into work so early, I wasn't always having breakfast. And I would say about 80% of my time teaching in England, and I was I taught in England for, I'd say, 10 years before I moved, moved to Belgium. I would say about 80% of the time I didn't have breakfast. And I'd say about... 80% of the time on top of that, I would I, I didn't have lunch. And you just, I, mean, I used to get, I've, I've seen this in, in some of the things you've talked about before. I'd get to half three, three, four, five o'clock, and I'd just be so maybe like hungry and so over the top. I'd just go out and do a, a Mackey D's or a pizza yeah. or just something. And I, I've seen you talk about this before, about the food, uh, you know how how you how you do quick fixes with food. Is it something you've come across a lot with your teaching? Uh, oh, it's it's a hundred percent, and it's exactly like you've talked about there. So many teachers who sign up with me don't have breakfast. Why? Because they want to get in school earlier. So many don't have lunch because there's just too much stuff to do. There's too much stuff to do, and the thing that gets sacrificed is the food. And you're so right with that Maslow's hierarchy and needs, and. What really makes me laugh, like I had to do four years for my, uh, we had, we had yeah. fours on ours. It, we, it changed for like three years and mine was one of the years where it got changed and it went back to three. So I had to do an extra one. But but it's drummed into you, the hierarchy of needs, isn't it? Like for the kids, you need to get this sorted for the kids. You need to get this sorted for the kids. You need to get this sorted for the kids. And no one ever yeah. turns around and says, you also need it for you. Like, <laughs> because yeah. you're exactly the same. And, and and that thing with food is such a big one because, like, if anyone 
goes till half three, four without eating, you are gonna be a bottomless pit. Like you are just gonna eat and eat and eat and eat and eat because your body is just starving. And that is when you want the quick things because at that time you're too tired to cook. You've given yeah. everything to a school day. You have zero energy and you are just like, oh my God, what do I want? And you probably don't enjoy the Mackeys. You probably don't enjoy the Pizza Hut or the Domino's or whatever gets ordered because I don't think we ever enjoy a takeaway unless we've planned it. I've never had one, like, just for the sake of it and enjoyed it. It's always yeah. when I've thought about it and it's part of something, but you have it for that quickness. And then it just sends you in more of a rut as well because you then you feel bloated, then you feel tired. You've got more work to do after it. And and it is it is about standing up and saying now it is about you know saying I'm too busy, like you need to give me more time for this. And I think that's one of the big successes we've had inside the program. It's like one one girl we work with kind of she always used to say yes to everything, and the head come to her and was like, you need to do this. And it was basically take on a new subject lead and basically replan it all because it wasn't done properly. And it was the first time ever she said to him, she said, "Um, well, I haven't got time to do this. What time are you going to give me for it? And he was like, none, you need to be a team player. You know, you need to step up. You need to do this. He went away, he thought about it. He'd come back and he was like, if I give you two days out of class, will you be able to do it? And she was like, yeah, she did it really well. She hadn't drained herself. She hadn't tied herself out because she did it in her time rather than doing it at night. And it just meant that she'd inspire. But I know if she would have done that in her own time, it would have still took her a week. But she would have been living off pizza. She wouldn't have been able to do anything else. She would have been drained. She would have had late nights. Her lessons that week would have been appalling because she would have been so drained. And I think that's the big thing. It's about setting yourself up to win. It's about looking at your food and not having those quick fixes, that easy one. But instead, planning your food, thinking about it, Given the time and love to it, because you know, after breathing and after water, it's the most important thing, yeah. like to keep us alive. Do you think teachers are more susceptible to fad diets and quick fixes? Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think that comes from what we were talking about before, seasonal. Like you know, a fad diet is normally six weeks to two months, which is just mm-hmm. the ideal for a half turn. And you think. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll grind this out and then I'll get to where I want to be. Halfway through, you're tired, you're exhausted. You, it's just not right. You're on super low calories with a super stressful job. It goes out the window. You tell yourself, well, I'll just give up now. I'll start again at the next half term. And it just starts that cycle all over when really, even though we're so susceptible to it because of them timeframes, we... Teaching's one of the only jobs where it is so set in timeframes. Like all my mate to aunt teachers, like I always laugh that they don't think like, okay, well, I've got six weeks till then. I've got six weeks till then. I've got six weeks till then. You're always in a countdown. And the, the ironic thing is we as teachers actually have the best visual thing staring you in the face. Like when you think about the kids in the classroom, like week to week, they do not change at all. On the Monday to the Friday, you would not be able to see much of a change in them. But if you look at them over the span of a year, like the changes are recognizable. 
Like they change so, so much. And to me, rather than doing those fad diets, that's how we should see everything. Then tiny little changes, getting 1% better each week, and you will have that same growth in what you want to achieve as those kids do in the class. Yeah, uh, really good points, really good points there. We've got lots and lots of engagement with this topic, as I knew we would do. We've had it all the way through Love the day on, on Twitter and then on, on Instagram. Uh, if you do want to take part and ask questions to Martin tonight, you can do so on the t uh, talk. Uh, sorry, Teachers Talk Radio uh, user uh, tag, sorry, at TT Radio 2022 or the hashtag TT Radio. Likewise, you can send it direct to me at Jeff underscore Pedley. Uh, we've also had some people text into the studio as well. Um, just one here, we've had a, a texter, Claire Lou, says, Martin, what are your top tips for eating well whilst on the go? Yeah, that I think that's a great question because teachers are so on the go and I think there's there's two sides to it really I think the first one for me when you're on the go there's two ones and that's the constant teacher on the go and the best thing for that is actually giving yourself that 15 20 minutes once a week to sit down and plan your food like I know it's a bit of a boring answer but if you sit yeah. down on a Saturday morning and think about the food you're going to have you can plan that structure into it so that you're going to have food that suits your needs, that's going to be easy to go, that's going to be easy that way. And I think the other thing which is really important is when it is a bit of a manic week and you haven't got that time to actually cook and you, you need stuff just grab and go. I think what's really important is to get rid of that stigma that grab and go food is not unhealthy. Like if you get a meal deal from Tesco, there's some which are massively calorific. And if you had them all the time with a chocolate bar and a, a, a juice or something like that, which is full of the sh like calories, you're probably not going to be onto a winner. But if yeah. you're thinking about it, you're having that thing, you can still get really, really good food that way. Like one of my favorites is to buy a salad bowl and then go and get a packet pre-cooked chicken, stick it in the salad bowl, and then I've got a salad jam-packed with protein. Yeah. Like other ones are looking at the meal deals. Like if you're getting the prawn sandwich or you're getting the ham and cheese, it's not that bad as an actual meal. It's probably about 350 calories for 25 grams of protein, which I think is a decent balance. And I think it's about when you're having that grab and go, like taking that little bit of time to almost pre-plan as well. Same as before, getting something ready. And actually on that, We've got a kind of an amazing webinar going into that in so much more detail. It's about half an hour long. And seriously, if anyone wants to drop me a DM on Instagram, I'll send it to you for free. Because all mm -hmm. the stuff I think, the more knowledge you have on stuff like that, the better. And that one is a really good one for seeing how you can grab and go. Because otherwise we'd spend the rest of this hour me listing stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and that's one of the things, isn't it, that, a lot of us know these things and we we know that we should be having breakfast and we know that we should be yeah. pre-planning our meals but i i mean myself personally i always my first week in september is amazing you know yeah my first week in september is always free chips to the gym you know monday wednesday friday uh i've, I've planned out the meals for the week i'm, I'm every calorie is 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 counted on the apps and and the second week is 
pretty good as well. And I just, it's so ironic because I'm in my classroom all the day saying to my students, yeah. you know, be resilient, you know, consistency is key. And I can't even keep it myself. And, and again, I, you're, you're probably going to say some obvious things here, but but why why can't we keep it and why i know everyone's different but do you have anything specific for teachers about maintaining this september buzz or is it we need to do it now at the start of july you know or start of august even to be fair i think it's a really good thing to start it in the summer and get in some good habits but i think you can start whenever but i think it's it's more the way we think about how we're going to go about it and I think stuff like that's a perfect one, you know, where you're planning everything, you're nailing it all and you're going through it all in September. I think sometimes people rush too much into it and they try and put too much effort into making it perfect straight away. Like, and I like to think of it, I always use the classroom as an analogy because I was in it so long, but I always like to think of it like as if you were planning the year for the kids. And if you said to yourself, right, I am going to like plan all my lessons the night before in full detail, make all the resources, like you would do it maybe for a week and then you'd be tired, then you'd be drained and then you'd be doing it on a whim. Yeah. Like instead, you don't do that. You think about it in that half term coming up, you plan it out, you make sure you've got that structure, you keep it in a nice routine. You don't have lessons all over the place, but instead you keep that structure with it. You know where it's going from one to the other. And that's what it should be with with our training, with our nutrition, with everything. Like everyone makes the mistake with the breakfast. Like someone will not think about the nutrition or dieting or anything like that for the first 25 years on the planet. And they will have cocoa pops every day for the breakfast. They will start a diet and they will decide that they need a new breakfast every single day for the next six weeks so they don't get bored. Why? You've just spent 25 years having the same breakfast. Like mm. find one breakfast that you love, which you can make simply. You can keep in a nice routine with it and that's going to propel you forward. Same with your lunches. Like batch cook one lunch. Make that for the first four days. Then treat yourself to something on a Friday. Like that is going to help keep that structure so that you aren't cooking everything from scratch every night so that you aren't feeling completely overwhelmed. Because if you had to do an in-depth marking on every single book, every single night, you'd be overwhelmed and you'd stop doing it and you'd fall behind. Same with this. It's about making it as easy as possible for yourself. And unfortunately, that does mean front-loading some of the stuff. It means sitting down and thinking about a plan. It means having a bit of a structure. It means stuff like my fitness pal, which can be an absolute pain at the beginning. But once you're maybe three weeks in, if you've got good routines with it, it becomes mm. so much easier because you know what you're doing. And I think a lot of it comes down to like thinking about the classroom as well. Like if you think back to when you were doing your teacher training, like how hard it was to stand in front of that class, how hard it was to teach your first lesson, the nerves that you had, how worried you were about every little aspect you did. But then if you think about how you teach now, like that's water off the duck's back. You just get up and you teach. 
You could probably yeah. stand in front of assembly and just waffle on for 15 minutes without a care in the world. It all comes from that practice. And it's all about not being perfect. It's all about doing enough planning and enough prep and making it as easy as possible for yourself. Yeah, thank you for that. I'm, I've just had a, another question here in relation to food. We'll, we'll explore this question and then we'll have a little break for the news. And when we come back, I think we'll explore some more of the, the physical exercise that you can do alongside that. But I think it's such an, an important focus to talk about food so much because whenever people talk, whenever teachers talk about their fitness, again, you always just think about that physical either strength or cardio or building something you know and we always forget that, that fitness is the, the the food intake is so important oh, i think 100 percent. it's the most important part i'd say we've had a question here that's from uh leonard that's texting said i heard i've heard from some people who put alarms uh to get themselves uh, to get to, to basically alarms to have a healthy bar or so is that an option so you don't starve during the day? Is that something that you would like, that, that you'd suggest people putting alarms on for certain parts of food for the day? Yeah, to, to be fair, I've had people who I've worked with where we've used alarms for lots of things. Like we've used alarms for bedtime. We've used alarms for once this alarm goes off, you've got 15 minutes to leave the school. Like, <laughs> so I think alarms yeah. are really useful for it. When it comes to food, I think definitely at the start to remind yourself, but I think it's almost about if you aren't eating, if you aren't eating food, and if you need an alarm at lunchtime to tell you you're, you need to eat something, or at break time, or after school, that to me isn't a food problem. That to me is there is a massive problem during your day where you're doing too much, you're not getting enough support and you must be incredibly stressed out. And putting that alarm on the phone will help to remind you to eat. But really, it's not going to get to that deeper problem. And that deeper problem has to be tackling, like looking at your day. Like if, if that was me and I was working with someone, the first thing I would want done is us to map out what your day looks like. And I have a really good Google document where when it's put together, it shows you the percentages of, you know, whether it's personal development, whether it's classroom teaching, whether it's doing admin and other work, or whether it's you having fun. And I think when we put it together at the very beginning, I think with someone with like that, there would be no fun on there. There'd probably hardly be any teaching or personal development. That to me sounds like there would be a massive amount of just admin. And then it would be a case of we need to tackle this. So at lunch, you haven't got so much going on that you can actually physically take a lunch break. Like yeah. you were talking before about you only had 20 minutes and you had to do a job journey. I would be saying, if I was you, we need to go in there and we need to tackle with the head why they think that's acceptable and mm. what they're going to do. Are they going to give you a break at a different time to have your lunch? Because you're not getting a lunch break. Yeah. The interesting thing is that the culture that I, the school culture that I work with in now, in the, as I say, I'm at a European school in Brussels, and we have teachers from different countries. We've got uh, nine different countries where our teachers come from, really France, Italy, uh, et cetera. And it's expected that we haven't like an hour at least for lunch. <laughs> yeah. And you sit down and you 
sit down for lunch and the staff room door is almost locked, you know, like nobody bothers you. And I think it's it's interesting there that in England we would be expected to, I say, have that 20 minutes while doing a task and and we don't pipe up. And yet yeah. here, I tell you, if if, they're, if if some of these teachers I work with now, their lunch went down to 55 minutes instead of an hour, they'd be on strike. You know, they wouldn't, they yeah. wouldn't they would refuse to do and, it. And that's it. And, and it's, it's thinking about that environment. Like in that environment where you're sitting in the staff room at lunchtime, you are going to eat lunch and you aren't yeah. going to need an alarm to remind you. But if you're so busy with all of the stuff that you need that reminder, yeah, maybe short term to get you that nutrition you need so you're not going on a big yeah. binge at night. But fundamentally, I think it's the equivalent of if a child's really stuck with their maths, just giving them a calculator and saying, right, use that. You know, they're not going to yeah. learn anymore apart from to push some buttons. Instead, it's about taking that time to sit and, and to teach them what they need so that they can survive properly and not just get by in that lesson. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I'm really enjoying this conversation now. We're going to have to have a little short break, uh, yeah. Martin, just for some adverts and the news. If anybody has any questions, please feel free to send us a message at TT Radio 2022 or the hashtag TT Radio. And we'll be back in a few minutes after a few messages. Thank you. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. If you have a passion for education and a talent for teaching and learning, the Witherslack Group want to hear from you. Join them as they open an incredible new school in Essex and be a founding teacher of English, Maths, Science or Primary with multiple leadership opportunities available too. As Teachers Talk Radio partners, we know how much they care about the well-being of staff and their offer to you will be superb. To find out more and apply for a role, visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. England, charities and unions have warned that poorer families face grim choices and patchy support over summer. 
as they spend weeks without free school meals amid the worsening cost of living crisis. The government has resisted calls to continue free school meals over the six-week break, which is a source of worry for low-income families as energy bills and food prices continue to rise. Sarah Ogilvy from the Child Poverty Action Group said, The school holidays will be particularly difficult for low-income families this year, with spiralling costs piled on to the worry about lack of free school meals. Unlike in Scotland and Wales, where robust support is in place to replace free school meals, parents in England have to contend with haphazard and ill-thought-out schemes and are left scrambling to provide for their children. Jeff Barton, from the Association of School and College Leaders, said his union was extremely concerned about the appalling extent of child poverty. In Reading, a campaign is underway to try and tackle pollution and poor air quality outside schools. The University of Reading has supplied the equipment to help schools tackle pollution and improve the health of pupils, staff and parents. The research is being led by Dr Hang Yang from the Geography and Environmental Science Department. He said, The school gates are one of the worst affected areas. The combination of rush hour congestion, proximity to roads and little space to move around makes for a very high level of pollution. By better monitoring the pollution throughout the day, and particularly at busy times, we can help schools to introduce processes which will decrease exposure or potentially even improve air quality in those specific areas. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week it's finally the summer break for almost everyone. This is the time when teachers realise that six weeks is a long time and although it's great to be off and doing things, it can cost a lot of money, especially if you've got kids. So, what can tech do for us to help? This episode is about letting tech come to your rescue to find cheap or free days out near you or further afield if you want to travel. This might be my least complicated two-minute tech to date. All you need is access to the internet and a search engine. If you want to make it more techy, ask Siri, Alexa or your favourite AI personal assistant. I chose the type search option. Typing cheap days out UK, feel free to replace UK with another destination, into a search engine took me to a list compiled by TripAdvisor of the 10 best cheap things to do in the UK. Ideas here range from visiting Tower Bridge to Chester Cathedral, all with ratings and advice from previous visitors. Adjusting my search a little, free days out UK found me another list from Skyscanner ranging from the Natural History Museum to the Royal Botanic Garden in Edinburgh. Then my favourite search of the day, 
Three days out near me. This gave me a list of nearby places. If you allowed access to your location, then there is no need to even type the destination. If you prefer not to give that data away, then simply type the destination you're considering visiting. I was impressed by the selection of places I could go, some of which reminded me there's a lot to do in your locality and you don't always have to make a long journey. So this week, I'm going to be asking, what is a good day out near you on Twitter? Let's see if social media can give us some ideas to enjoy our summer without breaking the bank. Why not get in touch with your top tips at TT Radio 20? 2022. Follow us and tell us what is a good, free or cheap day out near you. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, welcome back. Uh, thank you so much for joining me tonight. We are talking fitness, fitness and teaching. And I'm very pleased to be joined with uh, Martin Malone here tonight, who specializes in working with teachers from a fitness point of view. And uh, if you are interested in getting involved, we have numerous ways in where you can contact us. We are live at this moment in time on the Podbean app, of course. If you would like to text in via that, you can do. We are also available through Twitter and Instagram at TT Radio 2022 and hashtag TT Radio. You can contact me as well at, at Jeff underscore Pedley as well. Uh, good. Uh, welcome back, Martin. I hope you can hear me okay. Yeah, I can. Excellent. Can you hear me okay? Yes, thank you. We yeah, really that's... discussed uh, food in detail and, 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 and nutrition in that in, in that first section here. I'd like to move on really to more physical exercise and physical routines. Uh, do you have any advice specifically for teachers who are new to exercise routines? Maybe some practical advice for somebody who's never really managed to get into a routine? Yeah, 100%. I think the first thing is to remember that kind of there's so much variety with fitness there's so much variety with fitness and i think people often get caught with the trap that they need to go to a gym to get in shape like resistance training is massive like resistance training which you do with the weight inside the gym it really does help to build your muscles which means long term like you're stronger as you get older and it does have benefits in later life but so does all training and i think the trouble we fall into the trap is people try to do something because they think it's good for them rather than doing something they love. Like, for example, I love lifting weights, but I hate going for a run. If you give me a running program and said, you can only do this, I probably wouldn't train. Like it's finding that love for it, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's lifting weights like I do, whether it's going to gym classes, whether it's going running, cardio gymnastics joining a sports team there's so many different ways that you can do it and i think that's one thing that a lot of people get lost in like there is more than one way to skin a cat there's more than one option and it's about finding it that way now the other thing i'd say is if you don't feel confident enough in the gym say like you want to get into going the gym lifting weights and feeling comfortable in the gym I know personally myself, when I first started, how awkward that can be, how intimidating that can feel, and how you feel a little bit lost because you don't know what you're doing. And I can 100% say, like, the best thing to do is to invest in someone to help you. And that can be in a, a manner of ways, you know, an online coach, a personal trainer, even 
kind of a training app. Like there is tons of different ones out there that can give you the knowledge you need. And yeah. when you have that knowledge, you instantly have more confidence. Same way as if you were in the classroom, like if you didn't go to university, you didn't get taught how to do it. And someone just put you in front of the classroom and said, teach. Like <laughs> it would yeah. be a nightmare. You, you would not go back. You wouldn't want to do it. And it, I think it's the same. It's about finding something that you're comfortable in. Like, and then with that, if it's something that interests you, getting someone to help you with it, getting a coach, getting a trainer or investing in something that's going to help you. Because there's a ton of free information out there, like YouTube and everything yeah. that way. But I think when it's all on YouTube, it can feel a little bit overwhelming. It can feel a little bit like, oh, is this the right thing to do? And you can kind of just say, I'll do it later. But I think sometimes, even if you get an app, there's apps out there which can be £5 a month. And, and, and it will tell you everything and it will create those guides for you to give you that confidence. So yeah, my two yeah. things would be find something you love and then if you are serious about it, have that little bit of investment in it to really get the knowledge to feel comfortable in it because you're never going to feel comfortable in the gym on your first session, just the same way you're never going to feel comfortable in the gym in this classroom in your first teaching lesson. Yeah, it's really funny you talk about the weightlifting. I'm thinking about the times when I've like inadvertently at school been on a fitness regime. I think it was about yeah. a kilometre walk from my classroom to the car and the amount of yeah. bag for life's full of uh, like <laughs> four, 40 exercise books in, a, in two bag for life's <laughs> or something. I was probably like uh, doing my weightlifting all right. They were just going home <laughs> and coming, coming straight back, back down the kilometre as well. Uh, likewise, moving chairs around and tables and things like that. It's yeah. so funny. But uh, out of, uh, as I say, we've had a lot of interest over the last day or so uh, in regards to keeping fit as a teacher. I've had I've had lots of comments on 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 Twitter over the last few hours, and I'd just like you to, 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 to I'd just like to share a few few with them uh, with you as well. Now, it's interesting that you talk there about finding something that you love and also yeah. there's so many different ways to keep fit and yeah i don't know if when i share some of these of you you can you can maybe feel that the person but writing this message is not enjoying what they're doing i don't know but <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna share a few of these uh first one uh nevy sticks said she does gym four days a week straight from school i think that's again about the consistency coming straight out yeah uh it reminded me a little bit as well when you talk about building habits, trying to attach it to something. And if you do have, you know, certain points of your week, it, it really resonated with me when you talked about the schemes of work and planning your schemes of work. Yeah. Or, or, or your fitness scheme, like you do your your schemes of work. And it would be interesting at certain points of the year or the week, for example, if you've got an easier day or a do you have an easier day? But you know what I mean? Something logistically that's different in your week, trying to attach a habit on that. Oh, hundred um, percent. There is an amazing book, actually. I don't know whether you've read it called Atomic Habits. Yeah. And honestly, God, anyone listening to this, if you haven't read or listened to it on Audible, listen to it and it will absolutely change your life. Cause that's what it's about. Like what you're talking about there is called habit stacking. So, the perfect example of that is say you know that you want to start taking vitamins in the morning, but you say every night I'm going to take vitamins in the morning, 
but you never do. What they say is you need to link that to stuff and you need to make it easier. So the night before, you need to get out all the pills that you're going to take in the morning and you need to put it next to your coffee machine because every morning without fail, you have a coffee, but you always forget your vitamins. But when they're there right next to the coffee machine with a bottle of water next to it, you go, oh, while I'm waiting for the coffee, I'll have my pills. Mm-hmm. Like and it and it builds that habit that way. And I think that's a perfect way. Linking it to stuff. So oh going on the way home from work comes with that preparation, packing your bag, making sure that you're perfectly ready. So you're not rushing around in the morning. Yeah. It's already in your bag, it's already in your car, your gym kit's in there, your water bottles in there, everything you need to succeed there, and there's no excuse. And then I do think like the, the key to training at night, and this used to always used to be my rule while I was in the classroom, was once I got home, I never sat down. <laughs> like, yeah. If I sat down, I was not going back out. But I would come in, I would go and get changed, I would come downstairs, and I would be straight back out the door. Because I knew if I sat down and I put the telly on, that was me for the night. So my rule was always, don't put the TV on yet, Instead, go to the gym. And it's just all those habits, that building, and that probably also wouldn't happen if my gym kit wasn't ready upstairs. I used to have my gym kit ready and my coat hangers ready to put my other clothes on. So I'd put the coat clothes straight on that coat hanger, get changed into my gym kit. So that it was all there. And then when I come back from the gym, I'd get everything ready for the next day. The more yeah. you can get ready at the night, the better. And the more you can habit stack, the better as well, because then you're going to succeed more. Make just setting it up easy. Really good. Just a few seconds then, Martin. I'm going to read probably three or four more comments. Just if you can maybe in sort of 10 or 15 seconds give your opinion on these. Uh, So we had a message in from Ian Timbrell who got Peloton uh, and signed up for one of the training programs. He says he does it... uh, he does it sorry he tells you what to do every day and he's hooked he's managed to get that engagement uh a fan of peloton and zwift i'm not i'm not a fan of a fan of it and that's just simply because i think for the price of it you could get a lot more bang for your buck i think mm. for the price of it you could have a, a personal trainer who can coach you in it to get you that and i think the idea of having it at home is a good idea, but going out, meeting new people, doing it that way, you're going to build more of a community, more of a relationship. It's going to be a hell of a lot cheaper. And then you can mm. use that money to actually change your mindset, change your habits rather than just, I think it's a bit yeah. of a gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live in Belgium at the minute and cycling is a religion here. Yeah. Uh, we had the uh, Tour de France writer, uh, riders come past my town, in Al- my town in Flanders in Alst a couple of days ago. And I think I'd be, uh, I think I'd be booed on the streets if I started cycling indoors when there's. <laughs> uh, there's another person here, Mister St, said, "Pick up a sport rather than going to gym." Yeah, and I think that's per- that's exactly what we were talking about before. There is mm. going to be something to suit everyone, and ironically, I think sometimes when you pick up a sport, you end up in the gym as well. Because say if you were playing rugby, and you realize that you were doing well, but you could be a bit stronger. Then what are you going to do? You're going to go to the gym. You're going to get stronger and you're going to have a purpose to do it, which is going to make it even more passionate. But I think it comes down to that, what we were talking about before. There is something for everyone. And it's about leaning into what works for you, 
not what society tells you you have to do. I'm going to play a bit of devil's advocate here because I uh, I absolutely love playing indoor football. I uh, I'm part of uh, part of a team here over in Belgium. Again, I don't understand what they're shouting at me all the time in Dutch, but I uh, <laughs> I try and get back and, and defend when I should do. Uh, the <laughs> I've got the opposite thing where I really enjoy the sport, but I don't think it gives me. Uh, I think I pick up too many injuries and too many knocks that I'm not sure if it actually has a <laughs> a positive overall effect on me or or not. Yeah, and and I think that comes down to obviously maybe a bit of old age <laughs> and listening to your body a bit. But again, like with stuff like that, if you're getting those knocks, if you're getting those injuries. Sometimes it's about thinking, okay, like what am I having? What's it? Is it just bruises or is it it's strains and stuff like that? And it's about maybe speaking to a physio, like yeah. finding out little exercises to, to to stop them to almost keep you playing longer. We've had Ian uh, Stubert uh, send a tweet in saying, I had to force myself to use the school's fitness suite every evening at 430 uh, and just before I ask you to respond to this, I, I, I actually replied to him. I said, did you manage to stick to it? Because when someone says that they're forcing themselves yeah. to do it, it doesn't always feel like it's going to be uh, something that uh, is going to last. Interestingly, he said, I managed a few years, five years and then three days a week. And I don't know, is, is that quite unusual to force yourself for such a large, a long time? Five years forcing yourself? I, I would say if he's been doing it five years, like when he's talking about forcing himself, it's not forcing himself to do it all. I imagine he probably quite, I can't speak for him, but I imagine he quite likes going to the gym. But when, you know what the school day is like, you get to the end of it, you're tired, you're exhausted. And there is that tiny moment, isn't there, where you think, oh, I'll just go home and sleep. Yeah. And that, I imagine, is what he's talking about. He's not talking about forcing himself to do it, but that that tiny little force that you need to push yourself in the right direction. And I think no matter how long you train for, you always have that, that forcing yourself to put your shoes on, that forcing yourself to go out the door, that forcing yourself to turn left to the gym rather than right to go home. Like that bit, I think he's talking about, but I imagine if he's done it for five years, he enjoys it. (laughs) (laughs) Just in a few seconds, can you respond to this? Uh, oh, no, no. In fact, to Ian's point, really, he's saying that he's using the school's fitness suite. Are you a fan of that? Do you say to people to use the school's? Yeah, 100%. Like, to, to me, it all depends on the person and, like, chatting and talking. But to me, if you feel comfortable in it and it's free and it's there for you, go for it. Why wouldn't? Why would you pay for a gym when you've got one on site there that's free for you and probably got better equipment? My favourite thing about having a uh, fitness suite on site is that I can wear my Bradford City top and it allows the <laughs> students to see, you know, get an education in a different way about a proper football team. But uh, <laughs> And finally, my favourite, I think this was my favourite uh, text that somebody sent in, or tweet, sorry, was a primary school teacher. His name's James Swan. said he likes to play as a box-to-box midfielder with the year sixes at break and lunch. I've lost two kilos and I'm scoring goals left and right. Oh, boss, I love that. I think, <laughs> do you know what? That that comes from two sides, doesn't it? One, obviously, it's keeping him fit. It's working because he's lost 2kg. But yeah. at the same time, he's building better relationships with the kids. And also, like, he's showing them healthy habits. 
Like he's not just standing there with a cup of coffee on the playground. Like he's getting involved. He's using that break time to be energized. And I bet his lessons are better than they've ever been as well. Because he's going back into the classroom, like bursting with energy, bursting with those endorphins that you get after exercise. So he's going to be in a better mood. He's going to have more energy and he's going to turn up more for the kids and he's going to have a stronger relationship with them. That's perfect for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think there's something about being a teacher on your bucket list. I know it's completely cringe for the students, but uh, walking past in a lesson and just taking the ball and having a, a belter in the top corner, maybe as a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I can see James is texting, actually, on the... Uh, I, I can see he's texting oh, yeah. now, and he's, li- he's listening to us now. And he says, stronger relationships, definitely true, defo true. Uh what I would like to do now, which I do with all my guests, Martin, I say all my guests, this is my second show, you know, so you're the <laughs> second person, uh, is I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions. So uh, I'm very, I'm very wary you were teaching, you say nine years you were a teacher, primary specialist. Yeah. yeah. What was, what was your, the subject? Was it sport? Of course, was it physical education? No, no. So everything you have to teach is primary. But for me, my strength was maths. And I think that comes from being dyslexic. So I always used to lean on the maths, um, mostly. Yeah, yeah. So I'm go- what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ask, I'm going to put some stupid music on in the background. It probably lasts oh, about two minutes, just under two minutes. <laughs> I tried this with Jack last last week in Australia. I managed to get 30, 13... 13 questions done in this time so i'm just going to give you two options and the question and you just have to say what you prefer and maybe a couple of words just to justify it you know nothing else to see how quickly we can get through it okay yeah are you ready i'm ready <laughs> i'm not right where's the music here we go <laughs> so on your marks get set Go. Uh, an organised PE cupboard or an organised library? Organised PE cupboard, so much easier for lessons. Football kits on non-uniform days, yes or no? 100% as long as they're Everton ones. <laughs> uh, access to gym weights for secondary school students, yes or no? Yeah, 100%. So many benefits. Lunch. Hot or cold um, cold for me normally, either a wrap or a sandwich. Mobile phones in school, total ban or just for learning? Total ban, but that's only because it was primary. Secondary, I'd say, just for learning. Uh, teaching in a really hot classroom or a really cold classroom? Really cold, can't deal with the heat. <laughs> Apple or Microsoft? Apple, 100%. Uh, running a school trip or running a club? Running a club. I think you get so many more relationships. Uh, DVDs in the final week, yes or no? 100% on non-stop. Taking a disastrous art lesson or taking a disastrous foreign language lesson? <laughs> foreign language, because there's less clean-up. <laughs> uh, emails on phone, yes or no? No, Staffing. get them off. <laughs> Prefer teaching, reading or writing? Um, writing. Male teachers, should they wear ties, yes or no? Shouldn't have to. I used to like to wear one, but you shouldn't have to. Uh, mobile, oh, let's have a look. Catch-up sessions after school, yes or no? Yes, they've got a place for me. 
Uh, morning or afternoon assembly? Morning, I think there's so much more energy. School dinners or pack lunches? Pack lunches for me, I always used to pell on my own. I'm talking to parents, using their first name or their surname? Surname, because I never used to use the, know the first names. <laughs> to say to say that you, you, you said you weren't going to do very well there, you absolutely smashed it. I think you got like... <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to work out how to count these as we're going along, but you were definitely absolutely smashed it there. Uh, I also had a few specific to you as well. I asked you this at the start anyway, Liverpool or Everton? Everton, 100%. I've never heard of them. Are they are they like near Tramia? <laughs> what about Liverpool or Bradford City? Bradford City. The question's Liverpool or anyone. <laughs> it's like so, so manipulated. Right. Anyway, thank you so much for today, uh, Martin. It's been absolutely great to hear all about your specific advice for teachers as well. And I think what the most, as I say, what the most interesting thing about this is that we do have a lot of things specific specifically as teachers that we can do you know uh, and we do need to treat our, ourselves a little bit differently to keep on top of our fitness uh any closing remarks i think i think the, the the biggest one i can always give to anyone is not to focus on trying to be perfect instead look at that progress the same way you do with the kids in the class you can get a little bit better every week you can lose a pound a week in a year, that's £52. That's like life-changing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Some absolute great advice today. And uh, take care. I'll speak to you so soon. And thank you so much. And if you'd like to uh, get in touch with Martin on the internet, you can find him on Instagram at the teacher PT and on Twitter as well. Now, thank you so much for everybody who's been listening today. If you'd like to uh, listen back, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Music and all of the other uh, normal uh, playback pod site, uh, podcast sites. You can keep in touch with us at tt radio 2022 and nothing left to say apart from come on england let's hope we beat uh germany on sunday thank you so much for listening have a lovely evening bye bye you've been listening to teachers talk radio tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org we look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.